welcome into another edition of Titans in 10. I am your host, Jerry Morris. Follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. Podcast is brought to you by Broadway Sports Media as a part of the 440 Sports Podcast Network. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website. Check it out. All the best Titans content that you can find is right there in that place. Uh, tons of reaction to last night's win over the Bills. And then quickly we will start to look forward to Sunday's game against the Texans. Uh, today, just kind of hitting a few high notes. Mike Rabel had a press conference earlier this afternoon. Didn't have a whole lot to say as far as any kind of injury updates or anything like that. Um, I think Darrington Evans is probably the biggest name from last night that we'll be keeping an eye on. He left with, I think what I heard was a hamstring injury. Um, you know, he's had an ham- a hamstring issue pretty much since he's been here. So uh, didn't get to see as much of him last night as we would have liked. But Jeremy Nichols actually ran really well uh, at the end of the game when the game was, you know, put away. But they still had some time to run off the clock. It was good to be in a situation like that and not need to add those carries to Derrick Henry. So um, McNichols, I-, I thought he ran well when he got the opportunity. So uh, good, to- good to see that from him. You know, listen, nobody really expected the Titans to win last night. I didn't expect the Titans to win last night. You did, you did have a little bit more hope when you saw all the guys that were inactive for the Bills. But, you know, with just everything they'd gone through the last couple of weeks, not being able to practice, so many guys they had missing. And then, you know, you had uh, Kamala Correa, more on him in a minute, Christian Fulton, who were activated yesterday. But then, um, you know, both of them were inactive. So, you know, you kind of felt like, man, this is a really shorthanded team, a team that's already struggled on defense. And, listen, they, they came out and, and played out of their minds. Uh, you saw the report. John Glenn wrote about it on Broadway Sports Media about A.J. Brown talking to his guys, you know, his receivers before the game and saying, look, this is it. This is this is us. There's only four of us. we got to go out there and bust it, and we got to leave this game physically and mentally exhausted. And, and A.J. Brown is the number one receiver that we as Titans fans have longed for for so long. Um, you know, there's no <laughs> nobody else out there that the Bills need to worry about besides him. Now, of course, it helped that Davis White didn't play. But the Bills have nobody to worry about in the passing game besides him. And he was still able to put up numbers last night. So uh, just awesome to have that alpha dog, number one receiver that we have longed for for so long. And good to see him back healthy, you know, after he had to miss a couple games with that bone bruise. So that was awesome. The defense, you know, went back into the kind of bend but don't break type deal. You know, Malcolm Butler makes a big play on the first series, uh, you know, on on a ball that, you know, should have been caught. Um, And then he has another pick later. So guys like that stepping up when they had to. Um, still issues with getting pressure on quarterbacks, or, or you know sometimes they can get pressure, but issues getting sacks. You know, John, Al- Josh Allen. I mean, they there it was a love fest for him around the the internet the last couple of weeks. And Josh Allen is not that good, and when they can scheme things up for him, uh, you know he's able to take advantage of that type of stuff. But if you can make him sit back there and go through reads and find receivers, he struggles with that, and that's what we saw. Uh, last night, and that was obviously the game plan the Titans had going in. So they were able to accomplish that, so that was awesome. Um, on offense, they just continued to move the ball. And Ryan Tannehill is awesome. Um, you know, th- there were so many people nationally that just ripped that contract last year, last spring when it was announced. And th- they obviously didn't watch the Titans play. I mean, we know that. But, um, you know, there, there, was a, there were some stats earlier today that, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Patrick Mahomes over the last 14 games have, like, almost exactly identical numbers. Ryan Tannehill has a higher quarterback rating. So 
Ryan Tannehill and the Arthur, the Ryan Tannehill Arthur Smith com- combination is obviously the one this team needed. It, it's the best thing that we've seen here since Steve McNair and uh, Mike Heimerdinger. You know, yeah, and think about how long ago that was. But it's just it, it's the recipe for success. And listen, Tannehill's doing it all. I mean, he had 40 yards rushing last night. Um, you know, had the the rushing touchdown, had the great play where he ran along the line of scrimmage, and, and you know, found John New Smith. Having a guy that can extend plays like that, but having a guy that's confident in the offense, having a guy that knows where to go with the ball, it's just it's it's so much fun to watch. And for so long as Titans fans, we did not have that. And he's doing all this while Derrick Henry is averaging 3.7 yards per carry. So I mean, obviously the the threat of Henry is still there. But Ryan Tannehill is being effective without Derrick Henry being effective. And that was the big knock was that, oh, you know, he's not good. He's only good because Derrick Henry's good and blah, blah, blah. But when you watch Ryan Tannehill play, he's good. He's really, really good. And, you know, I've said that before, but we, we shouldn't be judging people by what they do with Adam Gase. I mean, we've seen, and not just Adam Gase, but other coaches, uh, Jeff Fisher, look at, look at what, you know, certain quarterbacks have done once they got away from him. Um, you know, these, these offenses that haven't evolved into what today's NFL is, quarterbacks struggle in those. And then when they get away and they, and they find an offensive coordinator who plays to their strengths and that type of stuff, that's when you see them be able to have success. And that's what we're seeing with Ryan Tannehill. So, listen, they're going to get, you know, you know I mean, I, I don't know that he's going to get better from here. But at this point, I think we can stop letting people say, well, there's going to be regression. Look at all this regression that's coming. Is he going to average the same yards per attempt that he did last year? No. I mean, that was, you know, otherworldly. But he is running this offense with an efficiency that we really have never seen um, as Titans fans, and, and it's really fun to watch. And I, I can't wait to see how it progresses as we go through the year. Now, you know, this week we start to look forward to the Texans. Uh, big game here. You know, they got their first win last week against the Jaguars, fired Bill O'Brien. Romeo Cornell's the coach now. So that game is always exciting. Um, yeah, I don't expect any different this time. I hope that, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is able to come back. Hopefully Christian Fulton will be able to play. Uh, you know, you just you hope you can be at full strength to get those receivers back. Um, off the, All those guys still being on the COVID list. Um, because the, the Texans have speed and speed and speed. I mean, you know, now that they have Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Brandon Cooks, and we'll talk a lot more about the Texans as, as the week goes on. But they have built that team around Deshaun Watson and getting speed and we know the Titans have struggled with that at times, especially if they have to have a guy like Jonathan Joseph on the field. Um, Jonathan Joseph is, is a good veteran guy to have around, but um, you know, not, not the guy that you want covering a, a Will Fuller trying to match him step for step down the, down the field. Anyway, like I said, we'll get more into that a, as it goes along. And listen, for all the people that you know wanted the Titans to get the death penalty, Doug Farrar, talking about you, um, you know, now we were seeing it, and I guess we haven't gotten official confirmation from the league, but Jay Feely said last night that he spoke in Roger Goodell and that there were no you know, glaring issues with the Titans in their handling of the protocols. Um, and so there was so much talk about that last week, and oh my gosh, you know, the Titans are killing people and blah, blah, blah. Listen, the Titans just happened to be the team that had it get in their building and go through and, and get it and infect a bunch of people. I mean, we've seen it happen all over our country for the past six months. Um, you know, this, that's not anything different than, than what we've been seeing. So all those people that, you know, wanted them shut down and all the people that gave them no chance, people that wanted them to have to forfeit this game. I mean, you understand now why the Bills fans want them to forfeit because they can't beat them. So it, it was good to see. It was good to see. And, and we know, if we, if we know anything, we know that when Mike Ribble can take that us-against-the-world 
mentality when he can bring that to his group. Uh, we know that, that he's going to do that and that they're going to rally around that, and that's exactly what we saw last night. Real quick, uh, one piece of news today, Kamalai Correa has asked for a trade um, or that he's been released. The organization has said that they will release him if they are not able to trade him. I don't anticipate them being able to trade him. With you know, I mean, if nothing else, he just hasn't played that much this year. And so why is a team that knows the Titans are going to release him if they can't trade him? Why are they going to give up anything to get him? They're going to wonder why he hasn't been on the field. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen enough of him to really know. He was inactive last night after just coming off the COVID list. But, you know, they spent a lot of resources this offseason on Vic Beasley, on Jadavion Clowney, uh, you know, just kind of guys ahead of him in the rotation. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, what the, if there was a big falling out there. We know Correa was really good down the stretch last year, but just hasn't, you know, played out this way, that way this year for whatever reason. So it um, be interesting to see what happens there, but I anticipate that he will be released and then we'll kind of see what happens from there. But anyway, listen, Titans are 4-0 for the first time since 2008. Got a huge game coming up this week against the Texans. Really, really short week. Um, you know, with, with that game coming off on Tuesday. So I anticipate that we will see an estimated injury report later today. Gone, went ahead and just jumped on and did this before we saw that because I don't, I don't know how much there will be to that. And then you'll see kind of light practice days on Thursday and Friday. Between now and then, at MCM, that's where you can follow me on Twitter. BroadwaySportsMedia.com is the website to see everything that's going on. Excellent breakdowns of last night's game. Excellent previews of the Texans game. All that kind of good stuff. So check that out. Um, at Broadway TN is the Twitter account to follow there, so that you can get all the you know all the articles in one place. Uh, again, I am Jimmy Morris. I thank you so much for listening to this episode of Titans in Ten, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Brought to you by Broadway Sports Media.